0: Did you guys see the small microphone they had set up the, up here? And Jeremy about fell. Did you guys see that? Huh? It's not nice. It's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, you ready to have some fun today? That was weak. It was weak. Let's try it again. Are you ready to have some fun today? So today is, a, is an incredible day. I just love upbeat, motivational, inspiring messages that God puts on my heart. Um, he knows that I'm wired that way, so when he gives me something, I'm just like, yes, let's, let's do this. So before we get started, let's uh, bow our heads and pray this morning. Father God, I just thank you so, so much, God, for all your blessings God, I thank you for your salvation through Christ our Savior. I thank you for this incredible congregation and body of believers that you've pulled together here in Mattoon, Illinois, God. I just am so, so grateful for this ministry, this church. God, I pray as we go into 2020, you would just blow our socks off, God, as you have done in 2019. Pray, God, that you would help us right now in this very moment to block out all the yuck and the, the garbage at times that can come into our minds, God, to focus on you alone this morning. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit to speak to us in a way that's absolutely undeniable. And you know I pray that way a lot, God, because I know that your Holy Spirit's here. And I want each and every person here today to feel you so that they can continue to grow in their relationship, that one-on-one relationship with your son Jesus Christ. So God we thank you in advance for moving today. Pray God you would take me out of the equation and just use me as a tool. Father we love you and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right so you have a you have a couple sheets of paper in front of you and uh, you also have a pen or pencils. Everybody got that? You're good? Okay so what we're going to do today it's a little bit of a surprise um, but we're going to have we have I mean, we've had 52, this will make 52 messages, um, right? Think about that. 52 different messages, a lot of topics covered, a lot of scripture covered. Um, and so what we thought we'd do is just have a final exam today. Um, is that all right? So you put, go ahead and put your name on it. And I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So I'm going to read something to you and then, it'll, then you'll understand what these two pieces of paper are. So this is out of one of my devotions. Um, that I read on a regular basis. And remember here a while back, I talked about God igniting a fire inside of me. Um, I prayed about that and I went home and, and Jeremy has given me a number of books over the years. Some of them I've read, some of them are still shut that I need to read. Um, but one of them, I believe that Jeremy gave me, it was a 365-day devotion called Reignite. And um, it's just amazing how God works because that's exactly what I was praying for. So I wanna read that to you here in just a second. But before I do, I just wanna go through A few things about 2019 that really stand out to me and uh, my family and this church. So celebrated two years, huh? Isn't that incredible? Give it up to God. Awesome, awesome. Um, Just so blessed to to be linked with each and every one of you. Um, Kylie and I uh, uh, celebrated 19 years, 10 and 9. And uh, so praise God for that. So grateful for her and our family. Mia turned 18, wow, an adult. And Jake is a teenager, wow. Okay, so that just kind of dates me and how old I'm, I'm getting to be, and I want you to go back, so 2020, isn't that wild to think about? Do you remember 2000? You remember 2000 hit? Some of you are like, no, I wasn't born yet. Yep, exclude you, but I was on a project um, where I was working, and it was Y2K, right? They thought the world was going to shut down. How many of you were involved in that in some way, right? So I had to go around to about 60, 70 machines in this factory I worked in and wrote down every serial number, everything there was, and get a letter from them saying that they'd be liable if the thing shut down. And it's just wild to think I would have not imagined in 1999 of thinking about 2020. And here we are. So the point in saying that is that, um, wow, time flies. And are we making the most of every moment that God has given us? Maybe some days we do, but I'm sure there's other days that we could chalk up and say, no, I probably didn't get everything done that that God wanted me to. Or my honey-do list, right, for you men, right? Got to get that honey-do list done. So with that said, I want to lead into this devotion. And uh, just read to you, it spoke to my heart the moment that I read it. And uh, let's go ahead and put up the first picture. And this will help you. Are they both up there? All right, so I'm going to read this to you. So it's called New Beginnings, it says the notebook page, squeezed into a tight, crinkled ball rests on the left-hand corner of my desk, just like last week's, last month's, last year's regrets, mistakes, lost opportunities, and crushed dreams. At the center of the desk, I notice a fresh page and a new pen filled with unused ink. I hesitated for a moment, starting to wad up of paper, but my heart turns heavy and sad. I look again at that blank page, there it is, waiting for me to capture new opportunities to love, to serve, and to reach out to the world around me. With excitement, I place that pen's tip on the page. Before I know it, the ink flows with incredible ease, and I'm writing the new chapter of my life. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you, when I read that, I thought about how many things have I gone through in my life. Where it's literally like a piece of paper that I've wadded up and like, what on earth was I thinking? All the regrets, missed opportunities, those that are right in front of me to live on every day that I missed the opportunity to do that. But then the, the latter part of this is it's okay. Every day, sometimes we wait for New Year's to write a new chapter, to set goals for ourselves and look into the new year and what can be accomplished. But you guys know that you can do that every day. At any moment, you can change the direction of your life. Do you believe that this morning? And do you believe that the most incredible God, our God, the power of the Holy Spirit resides inside of us to push through all those wads of pieces of paper and regret and neglect and to throw those away? We have two trash cans up here this morning. And this is what I want you to do throughout the service today, if God puts something on your heart in regards to a missed opportunity, a regret, a mistake that you've made, maybe it's even an addiction that you have, it's an obsession of some sort, whatever it is that's holding you back, and you know, I know what it is for me, I've got my own list. But whatever's holding you back from going to that next level in your relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to write it on that piece of paper, okay? You may have one thing on that piece of paper today. You may end up with 10, 20, 30, I don't know. On the other piece of paper is throughout today. If God puts something on your heart about, you know what? These are the things that I see for myself and my family or my job, whatever it may be, in 2020, I'm going to write those things down, okay? We won't take a test. There will be no final exam today. This is for you to take home. However, what I'm going to do is challenge you at the end of service To stand up and walk forward and throw those regrets and those missed opportunities. Anything at all is that holding you back and be done with it for good. Because what do we like to do? We like to fill up the trash cans. But then we take the bag out of the trash can and then what do we do with it? We pull it around with us. We're like, well, well, I wrote it down. Right? I do. But yeah, but you got it tied on to your side. You haven't really let go of it. So what I want you to do today is I want you to let go of it. I want you to come forward. Some of you are like, I'm not coming forward. Well, then don't come forward. It's okay. But I want to challenge you to get out of your comfort zone because when do we grow? When do we expand? When do things begin to change in our lives? When we get uncomfortable, right? If there's a conversation that needs to take place at home, how are you going to get to the next step? You got to have the conversation, right? So if you want to be a great, athlete, whatever it may be. What do you got to do, boys? What do Girls? What do you got to do? You got to practice. You got to put in application what you learn, right? So that's my challenge to you today. And you may be sitting next to somebody. You're like, I don't want to talk to him or her today. Well, maybe it's not today, but you know if God's put something on your heart to share and have that conversation than have it. And I want to encourage you to do it in this way. And I don't even know why I'm talking about it. It's wasn't in my notes. But I've always looked at it this way. If you go to someone out of love and kindness and, and caring for them and you have a conversation with them, what's the worst thing that can happen? Nothing. You're saying, I love you. I care about you. I want to help you. I want us. I want what it, I want it to be better. Right? If you do it out of the kindness of your heart, showing God's love, then it's on them, right? That's just the way that I look at it. Okay, we better get going. So do this. So, okay, one piece of paper is the regrets, addictions, obsessions, whatever it is you know that you need to throw away and get rid of in your life. I want you to write that down on one piece of paper. The other is, what are some exciting things? What do you want to do in 2020? What do you see the vision for your life and your family in 2020? Isn't that cool to think about? I think about these things like a lot. Like, I don't know if it's every day, but it's a lot. I'm always just kind of thinking about, what is that? What's what's God want me doing? I think it's exciting. You're like, you're weird. It's okay. I am a little bit weird. So, fresh start. The other thing I'm going to do today, and some of you are going to be like, man, you talk about this stuff all the time. Well, just close your eyes and your ears. You don't have to listen to me. But sometimes it takes repetition of hearing something before what? Before we get it. So I'm going to go through some things that I've gone through before. And you may be like, that's eh, same old stuff. And if that's you and your mindset, then God's probably speaking to you. Okay? All right, let's get started. Fresh start. We've all made mistakes. There's nobody that can come up here and say, I'm perfect. I've made no mistakes. Inside of relationships, inside of our finances, family members, job, school, whatever it is, But we have to focus on changing our mentality from a defeating standpoint to being an overcomer. And until we flip that switch up here, we're not going to see change in our lives, right? So we got to get past all the negativity that we've been focused on. And what do we got to do? we got to focus on the future that God has for each and every one of us. So here's some things. You can write these down if you want to. The first thing is you've got to realize that you're a masterpiece, right? You're like, you said it before, I'm going to say it again. Why? Because that's the way that God sees you, is an absolute incredible individual built on purpose for a purpose. Does everybody in here know your purpose? Do you know your purpose? And I'm not talking about your job. I'm not talking about your, your sports. But down deep inside, do you know your purpose? If you don't know your purpose, I would challenge you to dig deep and figure out what that is. And Morty and I can meet with you one-on-one, separately, whatever it is, to dig into that. Because what that is, it's really wrapped around the gifts, talents, and abilities that God's blessed you with and how he wants you to use them, okay? So every one of us. The other thing is you gotta love and encourage yourself. In order to get to the point where your mindset is like, I'm an overcomer, no matter what comes my way, I'm gonna be able to battle through it, you gotta show yourself some love in a, in a healthy way, right? So if you keep speaking negativity in your life, you're gonna to continue to get that. The other thing you gotta do is you gotta forgive. How many of us have somebody in our life right now that we need to forgive? How many of you have got somebody in your life you need to forgive? How many times have God put that on your heart to forgive that person? Right? Many times for some of you. Okay? So what's the first step in doing that? The first step is praying to God and asking, God, I know you forgave me. You sent your son to die on a cross for me. You call me to forgive if I want to be forgiven. So God, give me the grace that you had. Give me the mercy and understanding that, everybody makes mistakes and God give me reveal to me what the timing of that looks like right because it's in God's timing so all you have to do is have a forgiving heart and say God give me that opportunity does that make sense because when you open up your heart and say God I, I, I got that grace I got that mercy I want to give it out you may feel like right now, today's the day you need to run into that room, bust open the door and say it, and maybe it is for you. But for some of those others here, it may be in a day or a week or a month or whenever that opportunity presents itself, okay? So what do we have to do in order to see God's opportunities? We got to be dialed into this one, right? Right? What's this? This is the Word of God. This baby breathes and lives every day, changes, right? The living, breathing Word of God. So you want to know when God wants you to go and say you're sorry or have forgiveness on that person? Get in here. You're like, well, Josh, what do you mean? What page do I go to 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 learn about forgiveness? Well, look it up in the back. The other thing is do you know that God can take any Scripture in here through the Holy Spirit and speak into your soul exactly what you need to hear That's why I'm telling you, the more that you put into here, the more peace you're going to have in your life. The fruits of the Spirit, all those things begin to produce rapidly because we're focused on God's Word. The next thing is don't compare yourself to others, okay? Be an overcomer. So what happens when we compare ourselves to others? What happens? Tell me. Speak it out. We're going to have class participation today. Right? What happens when you compare yourself to others? That didn't go over so well. I didn't hear any of it. <laughs> they ought to call on people. Right, right. You, and I always give this, the potato chip analogy, right? The potato chip analogy, we're sitting on the couch, dipping our potato chips in the ice cream bucket, right? And we're just eating away. What do you mean? I don't do it either, but it sounded, I don't know, sounded interesting. But right, we're like in our worst case, worst state ever. And we're scrolling through Facebook, the highlight reel, right? Highlight reel, Facebook highlight reel, right, everybody? You don't put your worst moments out there, do you? No, you put your best moments. So I'm eating the ice cream out with potato chips, and there's a dude on there all buffed, ripped out, you know, posing, all this. And I'm like, man, I'm horrible. Why aren't I in there? Man, how did he get to that? Why am I? Right, what do you do? It begins to bring you down because you're comparing yourself to others. Now, here's the other side of comparison you have to be careful because it can also grow an arrogance inside of you. Have you thought about that one? Thinking, oh, i got it all going on. Well, look at that. Look at that. Look what he's doing. I'm not doing that. Or I'm, you know what I'm saying? So is that what God wants you to be doing towards others? What is that called? It's called judging, right? So it's a spiral. That comparison thing can absolutely crush you. It can bring you up and bring you down. Who does God call you to be? You, right? He created you on purpose for a purpose, just the way that you are, but he loves you too much to leave you the way that you are, right? And that transformation, the first core value of our transformation comes right through here. And transformation occurs when we open up our Bibles and we begin to follow the word of God, okay? The other one is guard your hearts. If you want to be an overcomer, you got to guard your heart. Anything that's coming into you, where, where are you getting what's coming into you anyways? Right? Are you, are, you, are you putting stuff into you from the Word of God? Are you putting stuff into you from um, WBGL? Are you, are you putting, the, putting encouragement into you through, um, I read business books and motivational things. What are you, what are you taking in? Is it good stuff? Or is it bad stuff? Okay? If you're going, there's all kinds of examples. But if you're going to a porn site every day, do you think that's a good idea? No? Probably not. Because what's that doing? It's creating a fallacy in your mind about what a relationship is supposed to look like. And it's a lie. Right? What are you taking in? Are you listening to songs on the radio that every other word is F this, F that? What are you taking in? If you want to clean it up, clean it up. Does that? Is there anybody in the room today that's in a place where you know you're taking in some stuff that you probably shouldn't be taking in? I can raise my hand. Okay, so what do we do? We decide today that that's enough. We say, you know what, God? I need your power. I need your strength. I'm dropping it. I'm done with it, okay? And then every day, you pray for the power to be able to do that. And guess what? If you slide back and you make a mistake, you hit your knees and say, God, I need your grace. Love that song. I need your grace every single day, okay? Not a plan? So if it happens, if you're giving it today, if you're wadding it up, throwing it in a trash can... And you go back in that trash can and dig it back out, you say, God, I need your grace, and you put it back in there. And you'll get to the point where you're a lot further away from that edge than you used to be. Okay? So guard your hearts, good stuff in. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Catch it early. How many of us have things come into our minds or we get ourselves in situations where we don't catch it early enough and we're in pretty deep? Does that happen? Gossip. Let's talk about gossip for a minute. How many of you were in a gossip circle just this past week? Lying is a sin. It is. I'm just kidding. Some of you are like, quit asking me to raise my hand. All right, I'm going to change it up. I want you to raise your big toe. if um, And don't like, not like this, but just raise your toe. Raise it up if you're in some a gossip circle this week. Yeah, uh-huh yeah sarah's like i just i just a hand some of you're like <laughs> right but what happens is we it's easy right we're in a group of friends you know coworkers, whatever you start talking about some stuff what starts out as an innocent conversation and then somebody wants to have a better story right do you guys know folks like that raise the big toe if you do right? Always, There's always a story to be beat by, by, by somebody. Well, that thing just starts growing. Well, before you know it, you're ripping that person apart. Or maybe you aren't. You're standing there in the circle, but other people are. And what happens inside of that gossip circle when the guy, the leader, the A personality looks at you? What happens, Mason, when that person looks at you and you're in that circle of gossip and you're not paying attention at all? Busted. I'm just kidding you. But what happens? What happens? You, when somebody looks at you, you're in the circle. You're like, "Yeah, what is that?" It green. You're like, "Oh yeah." So guess what happens in the afternoon session with the same guy? He's like, "Oh yeah." You hear what Josh said about you this morning? Why well, did not say that? Well, you shook your head. And you agreed, right? So you get my point. How do you break out of those gossip circles? How do you get out of them? The first thing is you stop nodding your head. Stop nodding, because it's going to happen, right? We work with people. We're going to be in a break room. You're going to be out back, wherever it is. It's going to happen. So the first thing you do is you stop nodding your head. And it's weird, and it's awkward at first, right? Because everybody's talking and throwing in bits and pieces, and you're like just stone cold, right? You just got this look, like, "Mm mm-mm. And you may have to, what I'll do sometimes, I have to grit my teeth or bite the side of my cheek. You got to do that. Don't bite too hard. But like seriously, and not just that, but other things. You're like, man, okay, well, it's confession time. What's that all about? Well, don't act like you don't have those things. So what I mean is I'm in pressure-packed situations sometimes. Are you? So there's times that God does not want me spitting out of my mouth what I'm thinking. And I just bite down. I'm not saying it. I'm not to smile. But anyways, let me get back to my analogy. So inside of that gossip circle, stop nodding your head yes. And guess what will happen over time is they'll stop looking at you. Well, then what will happen is you're like, well, I don't need to go back. I don't need to go out back at 9 o'clock, you know, for smoke break or whatever. I just don't, don't need to go out there. I'll go out the side door, right? You begin to just change things up a little bit. So then what happens? Well, guess what? Yeah, Sarah. She's going out the side door smoking now. Uh huh. She's too good to hang out with us out back, right? Sarah doesn't smoke. I'm just kidding. She's got a new baby. Yep. Uh, so the gossip will turn towards you. That that's what will happen. But you just power through that. Over time, guess what? God will surround you with the people that He wants you to be around and um you just you'll be able to overcome that that a deal makes sense 2020 let's try and get out of those, those gossip groups because anytime you're inside of one of them you're trying to be an overcomer it's conflict you know the holy spirit's telling you man you tell me you want to be an overcomer you got these regrets you threw in a trash can on sunday but yet you're you're here in the gospel come on right i mean that's how i look at my relationship with jesus i mean that's it's not out there in wagon wheels, right? It's about a, Amen. seriously, it's about a personal relation. You're like, what is a wagon wheel? All right, anytime, I am wound up today. So anytime I don't know one of the names in the Bible of one of the, the Bible figures, I'll say wagon wheel. So those of you who are joining for the first time today. But my point is around gossip is um, get out of it, stay out of it, Um, you don't need to be in it. I should keep moving. Here's the other thing I wrote down on my piece of paper, and I want you to write it down for your 2020. I'm going to make you write something down today for 2020. I love it. Jake's coach does this all the time. Just write the word. I'll spell it out for you. Are you ready? You ready? It's S-M-I-L-E. Smile, huh? All right, so we're going to do a group participation again. All right. So everybody, look at your neighbor and make the worst frown you can possibly. I mean, like get mad. For some of you, it's very natural. For some others, it's not. That's all right. Yeah. So okay. So now, what? Smile. Smile. What is that? Think about that. Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it? Like, give the big cheesy smile. I mean, you can. Right. Get it out there. Right? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? I love it. Um, uh, Jake's coach, Jake will be getting ready to shoot a free throw, and you'll hear Levi on the sideline be like, Jake, smile. Right? I love it. Why? Why does he say that? And he's a brother in Christ. Why does he say that? Creates positive energy in your mind. It creates all kinds of positive thoughts. It injects cool chemicals into your brain, literally. 90-some muscles in your face, right? Shooting good stuff into your brain. It changes you. A friend of ours, that a, a guy that we know, his default face is a constant smile. It is. And I love him. I thought about trying it. <laughs> But anyways, every time you see him, you, he, just, he could be in the worst mood ever on the other side of the gymnasium. You see him, he makes me smile because he's smiling. I just love it. So 2020, can we all do that? Smile more in 2020? I think that would be a good idea. All right. You're like, okay, so is this a sermon that we're going to talk about some scripture? Or are you just going to talk about some stuff? I'm going to talk about some scripture, all right? Let's, uh, let's dig in here. So I'm going to go through some of um, some just incredible verses that have, uh, God has put on my heart that has um, inspired me to this day and continue. The first is this, and this is talking about new beginnings, right? So uh, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun, right? How many of you have given your lives to Christ and that new life has begun? Most everybody in here, but guess what happens inside of the T? That's transformation. So what comes along with a new life? Transformation of away from your old life into your new life, right? That's what I'm talking about. In front rowers, you just saw me spit. It, it, didn't go, it won't reach that far, But right? So transformation. How many of us have said, I give my life to Christ, but we're not living that new life? That God's put it on our heart to live that new life. He's convicted us about things we need to get, get rid of. We need to transform into something else based on what God's speaking to us in our devotions and our reading time but yet for some reason we just haven't applied ourselves. Well you think about the information that we take in if we don't do anything with it is there value behind the information? No. Right? If we go to school to become a lawyer or a doctor or whatever it is and we go to school but we don't apply the things that, that they're teaching us do we do very well in a courtroom or a an operating room? Probably not. The same comes from us. If we want to see transformation in our life, we've got it right here. All we got to do is read, pray to God, speak to Him, and allow Him to speak to us. Your relationship will grow. You'll begin to live that new life. Okay? All right, next scripture is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Love it. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, Doesn't that feel good? And do you believe that this morning? Because you may be sitting in a seat this morning and you're like, I don't think I got a good plan. Well, guess what? You may not. But God does. And you may have to be sitting in the seat that you're sitting in right now that's got mud and dirt and all kinds of stuff covered in it to get to that next point, right? You're like, yeah, but I want it right now. I want to know the plan right now. Well, I get that. But God may not have that new opportunity ready for you yet. So enjoy the mud that you're sitting in, right? Because it's building your character. It's making you a little stronger, right? It's making you have a little grit. And likely, in my life, the hardest points in my life that I've gone through are the biggest blessings in my life and are what God is using to this day to have an impact on other people. So wait on God's timing. How do you know God's timing? Right there. Personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Next scripture, Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. How many of you have walked into a meeting room, a basketball court, an operating room, wherever it may be, and you're like, you're scared, you're afraid, you're intimidated all these people around you you don't know what to do go back to this verse be strong and courageous why because god is with you he'll never leave you never forsake you right that's what i'm talking about so if you want to be an overcomer do you think this is important scripture to get in here you better believe it be strong and courageous Don't have a timid personality when it comes to this. And I'm not saying you got to do a front flip off the stage. I'm not saying that. But just walk in with pure confidence in who God has made you to be. Knowing through His grace, through His mercy, through His power, you will get through that. Do you agree with that this morning? How many of you have been sitting in the seat, the muddy seat before? How many of you have been in it before? Everybody, everybody in the room has been in the seat, the seat that's got mud all over it. But guess what? You're not in that seat anymore, are you? God took that past you. He took a pressure washer of that baby. Woo! Cleaned her off. Right? I'm telling you, perspective takes you a long, long ways. You think God's got a pretty cool perspective? I'd say he does. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, brother. Open up that other trash can, Mike, will you? We're going to, anytime, love it. Love it. There it is. Woo! Love it. Anytime during the service, you do the same thing. Okay? All right. Next scripture is this Romans 15, 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not the power of Josh or the power of Jeremy, but the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm talking about, available to you 24 7. 24 7. Look at this first line, may the God of hope, amen, sister, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace, joy and peace. How many of us want some more of that in our lives? You better believe it. You're like, yeah, Josh, but I, I just lost my job. I don't know what God's got for me. Well, guess what? I don't either. But you know who does? He does. He does. How do we know? Right there. I'm just, I tell you what, the more joy and the more peace that I have in my life, I'm good. I'm telling you. I I, I don't like drama. I, I don't like that stuff. I like some of that stuff right there. Joy and peace. All right, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, game changer for me. Amen. Amen, brother. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Or in another translation, direct your path." For me, that's, man, I'm telling you, I told you about it sitting at the stadium grill a few years ago. Boom, right there. Don't try and figure it out. Don't lean on your own understanding. Put all of it into God's hands and he'll help you. He'll direct your path. all right? All right, where are we at? I made a note to um, Colossians chapter 3, um, living the new life. Read that. It's good stuff, Colossians 3, okay? All right, let's keep moving. What time is it? 11.02. All right, I want to do a quick pause here, and we're going to, we're going to go through this really quick. Um, but I, do you guys remember the sermon that we did uh, a while back on um, the Word of God, planting the Word of God, the seed and all that? I want to go through a few slides, and the reason I kind of put this here in the middle is that you can go to the next slide if you want. Okay, so what do you do with God's Word and other information you receive? The reason I put this kind of right in the middle is because we can take in a lot of good stuff. We can read the Word, we can read other stuff. But if we don't apply it in our lives, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of change, right? And so some people come to me and like, Joshua, man, I just, I don't really see any transformation. I'm just not really... Um, feeling like you know, there's major changes in my life. And I'm like, okay, well, um, what are you doing? And they kind of explain to me, all right, well, maybe you ought to you know, get more dialed into the word, uh, read some books, that will help you. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to this, is they're not applying what they've already read or what God has already spoke to their heart, okay? So the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, right? I didn't come up with that. Web, some guy named Webster or something, I don't know, somewhere came up with that, right? But my point is, you've heard a little bit of information today. And some of you may, may have heard the information and thought it was garbage. And I'm going to pray for you. I don't mean that sarcastically. I mean it seriously. Because... The verses that we read can change your life. The Word of God can change your life. Multiple people. I mean, uh, this congregation, most everybody would stand up. We talked about a new life and what God has blessed us with. But the reason that that happens in people's lives is because they apply what God puts on their heart through His Word. Okay? And then there's other things. There's other ways to to be inspired, to be mentored, to be coached, right? And those are also, that's a lot of also really good information. Nothing compared to the Word of God, but it's also good information that you can apply in your life and see transformation. So what I would like to do is go through these slides. There's four of them, pretty quick. And I want to go back to Luke chapter 8, verse 11 through 15, and talk about this. And I want, you, I want to challenge you a little bit in these next slides, okay? I want you to think about... 2019, and what you've applied in your life. And then I want you to think ahead a little bit. In in 2020, how you want to apply things in your life, okay? Morty is a reader, and, um, you know, some of the most inspiring men in my life and women in my life are readers. They are. Folks that read and constantly taking in information, seeing what they can learn from that and grow. So, as we go through this, Be honest with yourself and just raise the big toe. Again, go back to the big toe, no hands. But which one of these four are you? Hard-packed, rocky, thorny, or good soil? And then where do you want to be in 2020? All right, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved, okay? See that? I love the little picture. Did that come up good? I love those. Okay, let's go to the next one. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy, super excited. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while. Then they fall away when they face temptation. Man, that temptation is something, right? Temptation can lead us away so quickly. The next slide is this. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out, or the NIV is choked out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and so they never grow into maturity. And believe me, uh, there's, hmm, i got thorns in my life at times that I battle with. Is this you? And then the final one is this. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, I love this, cling to it, cling to it and patiently produce a huge harvest. So my challenge to you, if you in 2019 were hard-packed, rocky, thorny, or good soil, where are you at and where do you want to be? If you're good soil, keep producing. If you're one of those other three, what does God put on your heart just to evaluate where you're at? And again, that's not between me and you or Jeremy and you. That's between you and God, okay? All right, so let's move on. And the reason, again, I put that right there is I want to challenge you. I love seeing your faces. I love going to church with you. I do. Love it. But, man, I want to see, see you and your relationship with Jesus go to a new level in 2020. And you're like, well, Josh, I'm doing fine. That's great. Keep going. Get finer, <laughs> Right? God, there's no end to God's fineness, okay? You're like, oh yeah, I got it it going on. Well, dial her back a little bit. Get humble, right? Right, but seriously, like, God, he'll he'll blow your mind. Look, Look, testimonies. We did some testimonies. Was it a month or so ago? Did that blow your mind? Did you see some deliverance? Amen. Do you want some of that in your life in 2020? Be some good soil. All right, I want to share another something with you. A um, couple quick things, and then we'll, then we'll wrap up. Um, I want to go to Champions Mentality. I had a guy tell me at a class I was taking in Kansas City. Have I showed this to you before? Okay, this is my artwork, by the way. Uh huh. Is there two? It looks like they're stacked on top of each other. That's all right. Um, so I was at a training in Kansas City here back in February of this year, and I had this cool, sometimes you go to these three-day training deals, and you sit in a lecture hall, and it's just like, ugh. Oh, zombified. You know, you get so much information. But anyways, this guy looked like Howie Mandel. Super funny. And uh, he said I, I, first day of class, first ten minutes, so there's two things I want you to, to get out of this class. There's nothing else. He said, live above the line and wear colorful socks. And I didn't wear them today, but I wear them to work every day. And I've been doing that. Not quite since he told me that. But it's funny how colorful socks can change your world. I'm telling you. So I challenge you, buy you some colorful socks. Whatever, even if you need to get your wife's face printed on them and wear those, whatever, you know, she'd probably buy them for you. So positive. I I can get off on tangents like crazy. I apologize. Champions mentality, okay? Think about the champions that we know in our lives, Jesus Christ being the, the number one champion, right? So think about this. So this is the positive and negative, right? In this line that goes horizontally, this is kind of just in the middle. Well, we're going to have things come up in our lives. We're going to have challenges in our lives, right? What have you been writing down on that piece of paper? Those are challenges. So in this world that we live in because of sin entered the world, remember Adam and Eve? And ever since the beginning, second or third chapter of Genesis, all the way through like the 21st chapter of Revelations, it's like the fall of the world, right? Like all the yucky stuff is going to continue to get yuckier. That's where we're at. So this line that kind of goes up and down that you see right here is life. It's life. We're going to have some incredible days, and we're going to have some not-so-good days. But guess what? I want to be at the top of this. I want to be above that line. I don't want to live in a world of negativity. So even when the challenges come my way, I'm still positive. I'm still relying on God's grace, His mercy, His power to help me through that. Because what can happen is this red line that you see right on the horizontal that can actually go down, and look at that arrow that goes down to the bottom. What happens inside of that? That's called anxiety. That's called depression. That's called a spiral, a snowball that grows and grows and grows to the point that, God, or that Satan's got you so isolated you don't even want to come out of your house or a bedroom. That's what that is. I don't want to be in that lower segment or quadrant at all. I want to be on the top of that thing. Right, So whenever trials come my way, I want to have a champion's mentality of knowing, you know what? I have gone through some yuck in my life, but God has blessed me and brought me out of every situation, and I'm still here to this day. So is he going to bring me out of the situation tomorrow? Yes. How about the next day? Yes. That's the joy. That's the peace that I'm talking about. So have that champion's mentality. Another way to say it is have Jesus's mentality, right? Live above the line. If you can do one thing and switch your mindset to live above the line, I'm telling you, you'll see radical transformation in your life. Because how easy is it to grab a hold of that big negative rope and hold on to that thing for minutes, for hours, for days or weeks? It's it's easy. Because that's called, at times, it can be called... Anxiety, depression, but it but also can be called procrastination. It can also be called laziness. Then the other side of it is even deeper than that, because there's people here today that have been hurt very badly by someone you loved or somebody you knew or didn't know. And those are the heaviest pieces of papers that'll drop in these two trash cans today, okay? Those are the ones, along with the others, you need to hit your knees and pray to God and ask him for peace and joy, to forgive, to forgive yourself, to forgive those other people, whatever it may be, so that you can have that new life, so you can begin to live a life that God has for you in your future. Because I'm telling you, you holding on to those things. It's not that we don't have to deal with them, right? And I'm not saying some of them we can't forget, right? Because of things that have happened. But I know I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to help me through everything. And He wants us to be above that line. I can guarantee you that. Okay? Champions mentality. Here's the next thing. Why don't praise and worship, why don't you guys come on up? Um, I threw this up here. Uh, We're going to do this, um, again, inside of our family. We did it last year. Jake loves it. But we're going to look at our goals for 2020. He doesn't love it. i was being sarcastic. Um, But I would challenge you and your families, um, what are your plans for 2020? What are some goals that you have for 2020? And this is what I want you to do. Inside of your goal setting for this year, how many of you, I'm going to ask you to raise a hand, not a big toe how many of you would commit as a body of believers that um, you would in the next week and i'll give you a week till next sunday to um, to take a look and do some goal planning for 2020 if you would commit with me to do that and i'm not talking hours upon hours i'm just i'm just saying hey what are the major areas of your life what are some goals that you'd like to accomplish inside of 2020 it could be um, your, your spiritual walk, your relationship with Jesus, it could be completing a devotional, uh, getting in a small group it could be uh, something at work or school, whatever it may be but I would challenge you to do that and go back to that smart slide and this is what I would encourage you to do is make sure they're specific they're measurable, they're achievable and what that means is, is don't make a goal out there that's so lofty that you can't get it because that's no fun right, make a goal where you can get it hard work But get it. Because what what happens when you accomplish a goal? Creates momentum. What does momentum do in your life? Man, it just creates more and more momentum. And that ball begins to roll. Some of you have lost hundreds. As As a congregation, there's been hundreds of pounds lost in 2019. So what happens when that happens? Momentum, right? And I'm just using that as an analogy. There's a lot of other great things that have happened. But make it achievable, make it realistic, and also make it timely. Put a timestamp on it. It doesn't have to be December 31st of 2020 before you hit that. It could be June, July, whatever it may be for you. And here's the other thing. Next slide says this. When the why is strong, the how gets easy. And this is what I wanna end on today. I would like to challenge you that those goals that you put down that are are gonna take some hard work, I want you to write down 30 reasons why it's important to you. You're like, well, why would I want to do that? Because when the why is strong, the how gets easy. And because diversity is going to come, trials are going to come, struggles are going to come, you're not going to want to get up and do that exercise or not eat that whatever it is. But when the why is strong and you go back to a list that's got 30 reasons on it why you're committing yourself to this, then the how gets easier. So if it's finishing your Bible in one year, write down those thirty reasons. And whenever you don't want to read it that day, go back and read why you put that you wanted it to be important. So here's how I want to close. I want you to, I want everybody to stand. And uh, we're gonna, I think we're singing "Song of Deliverance," right? I love technology. I sent him a text earlier. I'm like, hey, "Song of Deliverance." Perfect. So we're gonna close a little upbeat. And what I want you to do is I want you to come forward and throw those regrets, all those things that are holding you back to live the most incredible life that you could ever imagine that God has for you in 2020, all right? Let's praise God.